2: It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis.
3: Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside me is Joe Grande and you're now tuned in to Cannabis Talk 101. Joe?
4: I just want to thank everybody for listening to our show all around the world. It's great. You know, we have 129 countries that are banging with us right now. Yes. You know, some with one, some with a ton. So it's all good in the hood we appreciate you listening to us uh, make sure you check out our instagram pages for daily news learn the script and so much more it's at cannabis talk 101 at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law mark is at waslaw craig is at waslaw dog blue is at one christopher Rice. hello and i am at joe grande 52 and if you ever want to leave us a voicemail it's 800-420-1980 is the number and it's so funny as we start this show out right here mark wasserman has called me four times right now, then text me, just left you a voicemail as I'm driving. If you just left me a voicemail and you're driving and you called me four times and I haven't answered, I'm obviously recording the show right now. I'm sure he thinks that you are just not ignoring doing him and yeah, right. <laughs> I have ignored three call look at look at that look at it. And he's calling me from two different numbers too. Maybe look at that. Maybe we should call him maybe we should no, call him I, on the show. I, here's the funny right now. part. I know exactly why he wants to call me and he needs to do something for me, but he's justifying he can't do it yet because he's driving. So I believe that's what I'm driving right let's, now. I can't it, do it. Is it something personal? Um, no, it's it's show related stuff. Let's, that let's that you put know. Him on. I mean, it's fine, no, but it's just show-related back end stuff of him doing something. It's kind of like a Wasserman thing. They say they're gonna do something, they don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening to the show, Wassermans, <laughs> listen up. Huh? Well, no, 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 but but at least Mark, here's the difference. Mark Mark's trying to clean his up right now. He's trying to make I, sure he stays on. I'm sure. On he, well, it. no, he's just like I can't get to it right now, which I'm I'm rolling the dice on, but he wants to make sure I know. Yeah, so well, that's you know, good. At least because he, at I least told him I I sent him a text going, hey, I need this from you ASAP. Get this done. So he has to go in the computer and blah, blah blah. So that being said, uh. If you hear this phone vibrating and going off, uh, that's that. And I turned off my laptop so it wouldn't ring again and Peanut wouldn't look at me with his wandering eye wondering what the hell's going on over there. But uh, before we get into some cannabis news and, of course, going green, possibly when cannabis goes bad, I know Mark's not here, but we do have the ladies of Cannabis Talk 101 that'll
3: grace us today. But who's making waves out there in cannabis, Blue? So if you're looking to find out who's making waves, Cannabis Talk 101 is definitely the place to be. Now... A good day. Ice Cube launches his own cannabis line. O'Shea Jackson, better known as Ice Cube, has set his sights on a higher plane. According to Instagram posts, the rapper and movie executive has partnered with the cannabis company Caviar Gold to create his very own strain of marijuana called... Friday Kush. Friday Kush. But, But
4: here's the kicker about this. The way they spell Friday... Is F R Y like you're frying some food? Yes. Fry D A Y, and then of course the Kush is K U S H. And folks that are listening around the world and out of Cali, I'm sorry you can't get this Friday Kush. It's gonna be hitting
3: well, hard. Well, that's not exactly lead. true. Well, not yet anyway. Yes, it is. It's actually rolled out into other states. So already? Yes, on the Caviar Gold website, it states that Friday Kush is from the man that that needs no introduction. These infused cones, a high-potency buds, are the strongest nugs on the market, personally developed by Ice Cube. The Friday uh, Monarch is a reference from his show, The Friday, Uh, the movie, which originally featured with Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, uh, John Tiny Lister Jr., rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, John Witherspoon and Nia Long. John Weatherspoon, too Western Peace
4: yes That's another funny brother that passed.
3: Presently, the cannabis uh, product can produce in it's produced in California, Arizona, Nevada, and Oklahoma. So yes, it is in diff- in four different states right now being produced and it has been purchased market- and purchased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing though. So so going into the to the you know the the movie Friday right because it was a classic for me.
4: Oh, all day, every day. Friday was one of those it, movies. Even if you still see it on TNT or you're throwing down the, you know, the I, remote I, I still see watch it, on it.
3: TBS or whatever it's on. You're like Friday. I wonder what part's it on. Let me go take a look at it real quick. But my question is: Is do you go out and buy a Friday joint or a Friday cone? Is that I mean, is that on the you know, is that on the hit list when you hit the movies and you say, Hey, I'm going to go not, see a movie. Let me get one of them Friday joints. You know, mean.
4: Not only is it on the list to do it because you know. Ice Cube is one of the legendary rappers. He's got his new group that they're coming out here from the West Coast with some legendary rappers. It's Cube, Snoop, uh, E-40, and Too Short, if I remember. Mount Westmore is the name of the group right there. Actually, that's an old group that they relaunched. Yeah, yeah. But but my point is to just give you that, that knowledge and history for folks out there. That is Ice Cube dog. He's one of the West on the back Pride representing. So therefore when you look at he's got a cannabis brand. Not only is it one that you want to go cop and do, but I'm not going to front. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to rock a sweater all day. Yeah. That Frye Kush yeah. with the FRY. I mean, it's so legendary and people our age that grew up on the sh- on the movie Friday. It's like Paying homage to it. You know, not that Cube needs the money or nothing, but that was such a, a, you know, our cult following of a movie that went everywhere. It was more urban in the streets and this and that, but, you know,
3: it, it crossed over. These little white kids loved Friday. Well, listen, I, I'll tell you what. Ice Cube, for me, is is one of the, the most talented writers of all times when it comes to urban hip-hop and even movies. I mean, if you look at his movies and the things that he's wrote and the songs that he's wrote, written... This guy is just got a sword, and I can't wait to see what what his his pick is as far as quality product, because his quality control has to be insane. I mean, the guy is not no joke. You know, he's been around for years. We all have respect for him. He's he's heavily respected in the entertainment industry, and not only just in hip hop and rap music, and just in writing and producing. And, and you know, he's created Cube Vision. Uh, he also has the basketball. Uh, Big three, the big three. He's a
4: businessman. He's an intelligent man. Not only and not only that, his big three league was the first league professional because it's a professional league to allow CBD to be used in the league. Right. So you know they were the first professional league to open that up, and just when you think about Cube, as you give his some of his you know accolades, everything he does, dog, is in my opinion has been really top notch, except for the movie, probably janky producers or promoters or whatever. That was, that was Pins, the like, that was <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It didn't hit as hard as it should have. It was still kind of the street urban classic, almost like masterpiece. You know, stuff that he puts out, but. And don't get me wrong, i seen it and I liked it, and I make fun of it because it just didn't get the leg walked that like a lot of his other movies that he put out there did. But the point behind that is well, he puts out quality products. I'm, and I threw out one that was didn't do as well. And when I say didn't do as well, didn't do multi-millions and billions of dollars it, well, like
3: his other movies do. Yeah, Boys in the Hood. I mean, you well, know. No, he
4: didn't do Boys in the Hood. He acted in Boys in the Hood. I mean, he acted and, and produced other movies, especially when he plays like with Neil Long in the movie where he, he's the dad. What's the movie one? Are We There Yet? Thank oh, you. yeah. Are We There the Yet? Kids? was a classic yeah. kid one. I actually yeah. had my and kids it, and- watch it not too long ago. And he plays this character and role that you're just like, he's this cool guy that owns this, like, sports shop that has, like, throwback jerseys and the hats and, yeah. and stuff like that. And he's just a cool boss. Yet? And the kids are a little like, are we there? And they become, you know, the kids are badasses to everybody. Nia Long and her character were trying to date. And then before you know it, Cube goes to holler at her and he takes the kids and these little baby kids act crazy. But he hits it off with them because of all the crazy things that happen on the um on the ride over there and stuff so you know it's just a great movie Are We There Yet's yeah, Good and on top of everything else that that dude has touched yeah, and, and when you see him even do Oldermans I mean the Barbershop series The Barbershop Those are stupid the Great are I mean great. he got the roll offs of the female ones I mean the dude is just dope and not only that for me knowing him from back in the day personally like I've slapped hands with him and hung out with him many many times and the dude has always been
3: solid be, I've been in a couple of his music videos Really? Yeah Yeah yeah, and actually, which ones? and actually, real quick, I I was in um, the, uh, the, you know, with him and Butch Cassidy, this is the way us hustlers roll, uh-huh, sit uh-huh, back uh-huh. and watch while it's unfold. but besides that though, I was also, he I was in the, in the, I, was in the uh, I was also in um, the studio when he recorded West Side Connect Gang, Connect Gang, Bing Bing bang, What Oh, son? really? Yeah, Def Row at Can-Am Studios, and a funny story is, you ready for this one? So I didn't even recognize Ice Cube back then, I, but I was at Def Row. Hey, he's a jerry curl. What you mean? Yeah, but I just yeah. I just didn't recognize him. I, I was there, and I seen him putting around the place and just hanging out. But I, a lot of those artists were just, you know, blowing up. It was just right after NWA, which I would recognize them. but it was dark. It's studios. You know, we're, we're in the studio, yeah. and I'm sitting in there like, dude, West Side Connection, because I didn't know who they were. Who Westside Connection was because they were recording their first album. So Dub C Mac Dude, Dime so Mac10. Oh man, I'm sitting in the studio with that record right there, and I remember sitting down and and I'm I'm there uh, uh, lyric the runner from Def Row, He brings in um, a bunch of Taco Bell and he's like, eat up, guys. So I go in there and I'm like, you know, I was, I'm, I was a regular over there, you know, at the studio at Can Am. So I I stood up and I just walked right up and I just start I grabbed I actually only grabbed one taco. And I was like, oh, there's a soft taco right here. And I grabbed it and I sat back down, I eat it, boom. And then, you know, I'm sitting there just listening to what side can I get? And it was going over and over and over. Bing, the... bing, bang. Yeah, but yeah, they're playing the song. And I'm like, dude, that's such a hit, right? Here comes in this dude and I'm looking. And that's when I recognize, oh shit, that's Ice Cube. And he turns around like, yo man, who ate my chicken soft taco? Oh no. I ordered one fucking chicken soft taco and someone ate my taco? And I'm sitting there with it, like halfway, just chewing on it in my hand. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, oh, "Did you own up? No. Oh, of course, I owned Dog, like, My bad, <laughs> dog. It's right here. You wanted the rest.
4: <laughs> you want this part?
3: Oh man, it was horrible, man. I felt so bad. I'm like, dude, this is what I get, man. I'm in here. I mean, there was probably eighty other tacos and burritos in there. There's one chicken soft taco, it's his, and and I nabbed it up. That's when he had a, he had it back in the day when he had a 96 Impala. They were outside, uh, I can never forget, man, because I, I felt so like, oh no, that's Ice Cube. I Should we his. try
4: and call him real quick, see if he picks up?
3: Yeah, man. Let's just try
4: to call Ice Cube real quick. Just in <laughs> case, because you never know if he ever picks up the phone. Right? It would be I mean? great
3: if he did, man. I'm telling you, I was sitting there, there cleaning his Impala. And, uh, man, it, it was like, I, I felt so bad. I was like, oh, dude, this dude's been recording all day. Did he say anything back? He just looked at me like, man, I can't believe you ate my, my taco and, and just walked out, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I walked back out in the hallway. I was like, I'm sorry, bro. And he was like, no, it's all good. Don't worry about it. like just brushed it off, but I could tell you was pissed because it was the only chicken soft taco in the in the, in the the deal. Oh, and you grabbed the only one. <laughs> yeah. The only one. Cube's
4: having too much fun. That's Ice Cube, and he's definitely making waves. I swear to God. Yes. Friday Kush. Not only that, if you're out here in Los Angeles, you can see billboards all over the all town. All over. With caviar Gold. I mean, so gold. he's pushing it hard and heavy. I have a feeling, just because it's Ice Cube, I think it's going to be top-notch, top-shelf. Guarantee. And I think because he's born and raised L.A. from the N.W.A. to everything, all the movies we just said, and all this other bullshit. The support. He's going to sell out. Oh, the Quit. support. The support's and, and there. And not only is it going to sell out here in California, but Arizona, Nevada, and Oklahoma, you guys all have it there too. It's going
3: to pop. It's, it's going to be a number one seller. Well, there it is, guys. That's who's making waves in cannabis. Now to the ladies of Cannabis Talk 101, Yay! Christine and Janae. We'll be right back.
5: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever.
2: Now it's time for the Women of Cannabis Talk 101 with the skinny queen Janae Alt and Playboy Playmate Christine Smith.
6: Welcome to the Women of Cannabis Talk 101. I'm Janae Alt. You can follow me at J-E-N-A-E-A-L-T. And I'm Christine Smith. You can follow me on Christine's Fire.
7: And, and you, you are Vibin' with the Women of Cannabis Talk 101. So When we hit it, I'm vibing. I'm excited! So you are feeling the energy off the woman we are talking about today, don't you, Janae?
6: I'm just feeling off of that vibe we are like flowing. Our vibe vibing? Well so when we hit it, it's almost like I feel it makes everything vibe. So this is gonna be an amazing show. Well you know why I'm excited because we are
7: talking about Lakeisha Jensen and this woman, okay, it just keeps getting more and excited, so I'm gonna just go. This article in MJ BizCon. Lakeisha has a doctorate in neuropathy. She's a legacy business owner who began as a compassionate activist in California. She also served on the board. This is just one woman, just to start, first paragraph on the National Cannabis Industry Association from 2014 to 2016. Talk about a boss woman. Janae, can you imagine how much she would have learned just in the two years in the national cannabis industry? (laughs) Like, what question would you want to ask her? I think mine would just be, what's your favorite story? Or like, what's the most crazy thing you saw?
6: Wow, Well, I mean just thinking about the compassion behind someone that's an advocate in the space that's trying to make change and like working for like the front lines. What do you ask? Like, geez, I would just ask, I would ask what her end game is to be honest. Well, yeah, no, it's sad because that actually brings me into uh, the next part of this
7: article in BidsCon. It's sad. She got into cannabis. Her older daughter, Kiana, was diagnosed with two different types of brain tumors when she was only eight years old. And it's so sad. Yeah. And she ended up having, uh, so in 2006, she got into 2000, sorry, in 2006, just being the boss woman she is dealing with all this. She had a marijuana (laughs) delivery service, several dispensaries, all with going through that. I mean, can you imagine your eight-year-old having cancer? Is there anyone in your family that's had cancer?
6: I've known people that have cancer, and it's. I know someone very close to me that's you know in the cannabis space, and you know she just texts me. She goes, "I'm lo- I'm thinking about all of my different regimens," and she had like a, a discouraged face, and um, it's 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 very heartening. And, you know, my only thing is I always like people to think about all philosophy and science and medicine is the right regimen. And I think, you know, listening to what this woman has done and, you know, what she's doing in the space for her daughters, like if it was for something for me, it's like, you know, bravo to her.
7: Yeah, like not only did this get her into cannabis, but then next she founded, with everything else she had going on, she founded the nonprofit, the Kiona, I hope I'm saying the name right, Foundation, which helps cancer patients and their families. And the cannabis, I'm sorry, the Can- California Cannabis Industry Association. Oh, that's a lot to say. Hold on. <laughs> Give him some water.
6: That is fine, honey. You got this. Too
7: much weed. All right. And the California Cannabis Industry Association, say that three times fast, in 2013, boss, boss, boss. What woman, what hasn't this woman achieved? Cannabis boards, delivery services, dispensaries, nonprofits. And Janae, why don't we have a dispensary? She had three dispensaries. This one woman doing all this, she had three dispensaries. Are we going to have a dispensary one day?
6: I honestly, it's great that there are women out there because we have a ha- we have to have a place for people to get their medicine and get educated And get like- their educated and do all those like i'm fighting the obesity war and it's a big one it's 70% of america is overweight and you know what there's all there's all of us fighting the f- fighting this war for different reasons so bravo to her
7: yeah and then so after so uh and so it's so sad so her daughter her daughter actually beat cancer cancer but then passed away because she couldn't recover from chemotherapy and radiation and this is what made Lakeisha just go all out in cannabis after this and she ended up moving to Jamaica and again this is a very sad story but God, every time I read I'm just like how did this woman sleep She is just such such a machine such a like this woman was had to be put here just to help cannabis. So when she was in California, she had over 500 varieties of medicinal herbs, teas, and blends. 500, because you know a woman that was able to have these dispensaries, the delivery services, go through all this, that all 500s have to really have been studied for real medicinal value. And best part, Janae, this is what you're going to be excited about. 48 of them have cannabis in it. Sorry, listeners, you probably just went deaf. I got really excited. I mean, seriously, this woman sounds like she's literally magical, a gift from God to heal people with cannabis, and she's put all this trial and energy and has 48 blends of cannabis. I mean, she should literally just have her own stores. as we just walk in and just 50 things on the shelf. What can't she fix?
6: Well, this woman, like, honestly, and we all know about the Charlotte Webb story. She feels like she's one of the like innovative disruptors of the space. And bravo, good job on picking this one, Christine. Yeah, so I'm going to read
7: a quick quote from this uh, yes. from this article in uh, MJ BizCon, uh, saying LaKeisha is a trailblazer for women going to the Drug Policy Alliance, Marijuana Policy Project, National Cannabis industry association getting closer to seeing that three times fast mm-hmm. she was the only. Uh, she says that she's the only black person usually and one of the very few women that were there and so here's a direct quote So where she says, so this is talking about if she's uh, experienced like racism or sexism, being a woman, and especially being a black woman in cannabis. And it says, in those professional settings, I never got any direct sort of racism, sexism, none of those things, none of them ever came out to me directly. I want to make that clear. And how freaking cool is that? And this is why I love the cannabis industry, because men are so respectful. They're in it because their families have been in it for cannabis for years or years, or they no cannabis directly helped them, so it's just like it's so cool to hear that. And then this is a terrifying thing. This is the terrifying thing to me for 2021. Going back to reading this quote from BizCon. Um, now, being an owner-operator in the agricultural heartland of California, being an owner-operator is. As not only a woman, but a black woman, that's where I faced racism and sexism. And this is where it's really terrifying. Okay. Merced, California, they call the Mississippi of the re- of the West for a reason. For the level of racism, it runs rampant. Okay, this is California right now. Merced, California, I guess, everything in cannabis. Or a uh, city uh, popular in cannabis. And she said, but when I got to Merced, boy or boy, and I'm still going through it, that was hard. And this, like... She- It's like, still, I can't believe this is today. She says, I was born in Mississippi. Born in Mississippi. I mean, hi, known for being, you know, terrifying racism. I was born in Mississippi, and I never faced racism in my life the way that I faced it there. I never knew it could be so ugly. Like, isn't that seriously terrifying that in 2021, where she's going about like cannabis, like you and I treated with respect, knowing she's here to help. And then she moves there and sees racism worse than Mississippi. Guys, listeners, get it together. It's 2021. Like, we're all here for the greater goal. Like, what if a nuclear bomb hits us? We all turn blue. Then what are you going to do? Oh, maybe just focus on healing each other. Look at our souls. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But anyway, so um, she was asking, So, and I bring this up because you and I are uh, both women in cannabis. So have you experienced, like, any sexism or anything, or has everyone been, like, pretty
0: cool?
6: Oh, my goodness. This whole space has taught me how to really get my, like, skin thick. And um, Oh, so you've had to
7: develop thick skin throughout this.
6: Yeah. It, it, you have to, in this space, like... Everybody's like trying to run into getting the space to gra- grab the quick dollar. But everybody has learned a lesson and everybody is smart in the space. And there's some crooks in it in suits and some smart people that are really know how to move. And I just I've I've learned a lot. And so, um, yeah, because you had to go through a lot
7: to get something named skinny weed, federally
6: trademarked right? Yes, it was a long hard process, but it I was diligent. Vil, vil, I think that's the right word. Diligent, yes. Yes, and um my you tenacity. You are the diligent. <laughs> yes, and my tenacity, I just didn't give up because I believe in the mission and the cause and my um my willingness to work hard for this plant and listening to these women and what they're doing like it just like gives me chills because I um I too want to be one of them. So, it's funny this is what
7: I love about you too. Is you're you're just like me in uh, like this woman. You really just want to help. And it's cool. So she was asked if there's any advantages uh, that women in the cannabis industry might have over men, like how women might have the upper hand. Uh, And she said that she thinks women have advantages because we're the keepers of health and nutrition for our families traditionally. And she was asked, do you feel that there's any advantages that women in the cannabis industry might have over men? She said, I think women have advantages. Oops! I sorry. I said the same thing on there twice. Um, no, so I think that. Um, so I was gonna ask if you think you have advantages, but I, I think I, I, I feel that I definitely have an advantage uh, being a woman in cannabis because we have such huge networks, and I kind of love it that men. Uh, especially you know when we started out in cannabis, everyone kind of fe- felt more real to me. It was the growers. It was the the dealers. It was like basically all of us oh, and I'm not going to say all of us, quote unquote us, <laughs> were, you know, cricks of the time or something until everything became legal and everyone was real. There was still the, you know, honor am- among thieves and now it's getting more and more co- corporate. So now I almost feel I have an upper hand because now women, men will look at me and be like, oh yeah, the little girl's in cannabis. What does she know? And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'll show you what I I know. But so I kind of love it now that the more corporate it gets, I feel like they more they underestimate us as women and then the the more of an advantage we are going to have. What do you think?
6: Oh, that's a really juicy um, question because it comes from different different ways of like even back to what I said about having thick skin is just one. You have to be you have to be smart and on your toes. And you have to have someone that you look up to that like you, you ask questions, too, because this space is like people are smart, and you can make a lot of money, and you can do a lot of get, good, but it can do a lot of harm as well, so it's like really knowing yourself and being true and, like, forming an alliance, and, um, you know, that as in a woman, though, I will tell you, that is what's made me have an advantage, is be, I've, I only use my truth to my facts, I definitely learned from my mistakes. I don't take what people say to heart because I know where I truly am where I'm going and what they say doesn't make me. And I think that makes me have an advantage and that's the truth and I think men, they just stand like that, they're built like that, they're armed like that, they're just true to that. And our passions as women keep us in the way sometimes but our advantage now is we're tapping into both. And we're going to be like a massive takeover. (sighs)
7: Those are great quotes. And Lakeissa Jenkins' last quote in the MJ Biz Daily to young women um, coming up in cannabis like us is, don't sell yourself short, period. Women in general, we feel like we have to come in as a secretary because that's our only foot in the door. And Lakeisha Jenkins says, no, be confident. If you don't have a road, make one, but don't sell yourself short. And that's what I love about you, too, is like you don't ever sell your short. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get skinny weed federally trademarked.
6: (laughs) I just, I believe in your intuition and your thoughts and how you can vibrate things into your life if you truly think and believe it. Because that's the only thing that we are and understand. Well, I know that I am loving um, smoking my Cali Effects Endurance over here. Do you have any cool companies you want to talk about? Well, I'm just excited. We had a long and amazing day through this show, and I got to take my skinny weed. And I've been like on this crazy diet where you know it's coming out of quarantine, you know, and it just even... okay. You're on a crazy
7: diet, but your boobs, your boobs are getting bigger. I want your diet. <laughs>
6: Well, you know, it's certain things that you wear, certain things that you don't wear, this or that. <laughs> I just know that I feel great. Secrets of the Skinny is Queen, point. <laughs> and I actually even use some of the um, refresher on my face from a um, Made Man is the new skincare. That's line. what you're doing over
7: there in that mirror. I can see I you guess. look very glowy.
6: No, I just it's very we smoke a lot on set, and I don't you know it's a, a men's skincare line. But let me just tell you, they put some CBD in there, and your biggest organ is your skin, men, and we gotta take care of it. And I think that we don't, and men haven't been taught how to like put it on their face and like care about being on their phones all the time now because we're texting it on Clubhouse.
7: It's a good point, they're sitting like this looking at the phone, you're getting to wrinkles.
6: And so now, like, it's so cool that Jeremy Gardner, the founder, decided to come out with this product that's actually saying, look, guys, we have a chance now. We can take care of ourselves and be the Brad Pitts of our space and not have to get facelifts or Botox because we've taken care of our skin at a young age.
7: Yeah, you can't come, look, you can't, guys, you can't come out of quarantine looking all fat and haggard.
6: Take care of yourself. And just giving some shout outs to Dime because it wouldn't be any time, but it's the Dime time all the time when it's skinny up in here. And I cannot thank you enough. All the dispensaries and the love in the community that we have because it's always weedin up in here, right, Christine? Weedin, weedin, weedin. And you
7: know, you know the guys go home and they're like it's 3 a.m. That's stuck in my head. You guys going weedin, weedin, weedin. So
6: weedin, we're gonna see you soon. Yes, we're gonna come <laughs> and actually. And go and bring you some muffins ladies because you are boss women are you good? are you baking THC muffins I might make some THC for them wouldn't that be some good if I brought you some THC wait muffins? let's make sex
7: let's make Cali-Fex sex tincture muffins
6: <laughs> Ooh, I wanna say wait you can, you can give what? them a muffin and then
7: offer them your muffin well All not the dispensary
6: <laughs> make you feel good. Anyways, yes, and then uh, where were we? Put your
7: pants back on, Joe. Yeah. Do you have
6: anything to tell them, Janae? Oh, well, I got one more thing to say. Listen, Dime is getting everywhere, and, and I lifted right now. Anthony is doing some amazing things. He's teaming up with some celebrities. We're going to get them down here on Cannabis Talk 101. It's a secret celebrity that everybody knows, but you don't know, but you will know on Cannabis Talk 101 he's tied up in my trunk right now (laughs) but
7: what is it christine is it back to you boys i think it is back to you
2: boys thanks for listening to the women of cannabis talk 101 with the skinny queen Janae alt and playboy playmate christine smith
0: trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry
3: Sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101 right here, Christine and Janae, the ladies of Cannabis Talk 101. That was great. Joe Grande, let us know. In the world of going green and that's funny you know it's like in the world of making waves in the world of when <laughs> cannabis
4: goes bad in the world of cannabis news fucking the world didn't rhyme with this word,
3: <laughs> right, right. I like, do, I yeah did. and now
4: that I, I knew the feeling when you're going I get tongue-tied like that every yeah. once in a while we we're on the think roll about it, it's like, and you yeah. think like damn it I said the wrong word before these other words before I go green you guys I just want to thank Erica Priscilla Abel Brandon Pit Peanut, Jennifer, and Elvis for all the help that they do around here for keeping everything in order. Yes. And, and, of course, Adrian out there, too, making big things happen for us. So thank you guys that keep this thing rolling. rolling. Going green. This is a good one right here. Well, you've heard about him. You may have seen about him recently. As Before the Women of Cannabis Talk 101 came on, we talked about Ice Cube. Ice Cube's making waves, going green, the whole nine. But another big name out there, a name by the name of Seth Rogan. He's got a thing called Houseplant. Now it's a celebrity cannabis brand worth the hype. It launched in the United States on March 11th, and Houseplant is a cannabis lifestyle brand that was an original. That was oh whoa, let me get that back. That was originally launched in Canada in 2019. Now the brand, which with the frontman Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they're making this available for sale in its line of home goods. So they're doing all kinds of things, not just cannabis. But the cannabis itself has been very focused on Seth Rogen. Seth's been like on it like phonics. Seth, no secret. You know, he says, I am a cannabis connoisseur. And we all know that about him. Also launching is Houseplant's proprietor cannabis line which will initially be available in Los Angeles before rolling out to other California retails. Eventually, the brand expects to launch its cannabis line in other (gasps) legal markets, and it'll be rolling out other design items over time. So it's not just cannabis, it's other designs. I love weed, as uh, he says, and I love art and design, so Health Plant is a combination of these passions, says Seth Rogen. And in California, where the brand gets a fresh start of sorts of, thanks to how... Solid individuals, cannabis markets are here in California. Houseplant partnered with five unnamed indoor indoor growers. Now, these growers and operators are some of the highest ones out there. But let me tell you what he's done. Seth Rogen literally went to these plants, to these growers and the plants, looked at them, smelt them, touched them, cut them. But he's super, super hands-on. From the stage of growing the seed, he was a part of it. I seen an interview with him on Jimmy Kimmel late night, a few nights back. And the dude's like straight up nerdy about it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's not like, oh, no, just use my name and let's throw out some cannabis. Throw out some, you know, Let's, let's get whatever. high. He likes to get high. He's a silly, funny, goofy guy. But, you know, are you high? I mean, I smoke. Yeah, I'm smoking now. You know, I, 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 I'm I right smoked now. before I yeah. came out here in my green room, this and that. He's a phenomenal actor in my book. Yes. He's hilarious 100%. You know, he, he delivers. He's a great professional, and I think he's a great advocate for cannabis because he sits there and shows you, like, you know, you can do this and do that. And, and for those who can't, then don't. But those who do look at, you know, how professional – it's not your Snoop Dogg. And the other thing I do like about a Seth, he's, you know, your funny, jolly, white guy that's like, dude. He's great. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not in the limelight making no noise. I'm not doing this. And they're doing artwork. They're doing other things. So, you know, it's just really nice that you see them partnering up with, you know, a big firm like Greater Holdings. Greater served as a supply chain advisor to houseplants. And they're working directly with Rogan and Goldberg to advise on selection of the individual growers. So it's really dope to see cats like Seth do something like this. Because, like I said, without mentioning any names, but there's a lot of big-time advocates that are rappers whatever, that have been in this game for a long time that don't necessarily love the brand that they're representing. Sure. We'll see cats out there that are smoking whatever, something else a lot of times, and they're not rocking the brand that they are signed to because they didn't come up with it from the inception. They just put their name on it. Yeah, they don't have no And they're making some money on it.
3: uh, So so here's here's one thing that And I'm not mad at that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at it. But it's not good. I feel like it's not good. It's not good because here's the thing. I feel like it's not if, good. If if you're an artist and you don't, re- if you just took the money to to take the money and see what they do with it, and if you know, and you don't give it a hundred percent, and then you're upset because it's not doing anything, then it's your fault too. You know, I mean, if you if you put your name on something that's not successful, it's your fault just as much as it is anybody else's because you need to be involved in it, and and that's what I think. Like people like Ice Cube, I think people like you know Seth Rogen are going to get involved in it, meaning that like yeah, we're gonna put. Billboards up. We're gonna talk about what this is gonna look like. We're gonna create a marketing campaign for this. It's not gonna be, hey, let's just sign your name to it and go. Jay-Z Monarch is it's doing it. And they're gonna they're gonna make sure that they're gonna put it out and it's gonna make sense. All the all this other Yeah, all this other stuff that that you know people doing, it's gonna be one of those things where you know you have to stand behind the brand. That you have to stand behind the name because just because your name's on it doesn't mean it's going to soar. And I think a lot of people think that, you know. And I could sit down and talk about a lot of people, but I'm not going to put anybody. in Well, my like house. I think
4: I think a lot of these people that that we think of, you know, that we probably have the mutual names in our head. But you know, it's cool they're doing their thing, but they didn't put their own paper on top of this flower. Like, Seth put his paper on this flower. Like, he partnered up with somebody. This is money coming out of his back to go, I'm going to start this company. Same thing with Ice Cube.
3: Possibly put something in on it? I don't it? think Ice Cube probably did because I... Because, because of
4: he's with Caviar Gold.
3: Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I, Caviar Gold and Ice Cube, they, they, they had other relationships. They've been relationships. down with
4: each other for years. They, they've yeah, been down with the, Yeah, yeah. They,
3: they did some other festivals and stuff like that back in the day. So they've been working together probably for a while. So I would bet that Caviar Gold paid for it. But Seth Rogan putting his own dollar into it, I mean... I mean, that makes me just like it so much more. Like you know, for we've all known he's Doc, been a stoner. Like he's. Openly- I signed up.
4: I went to the website. There's not too many sites that I go and sign up and I want to get mailers on and I want to hear more information from you about. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't do that to a lot of things. I, I'm not gonna get to the, the mailers. I'm cool. Right. I went to Houseplant and, and signed up because I'm interested to see what you guys are doing and what they're about and what kind of artwork you're doing and what type of festivals. I find them to be fun, intriguing. And doing it the
3: right way. So well, I think we should reach out to Houseplant and, and get Seth on the show. You know, it's one of those things that I personally feel that, one, Seth is a, is going to do a round of of, of uh, press. And it'd be a good time to have him on. Which- I mean, he's doing
4: it. He's doing it now. Yeah, because it had already launched. I've seen him on Jimmy Kimmel. I've seen him on CNN. I've seen him on a few other networks. I think he was even on The View with the women. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? He's doing his thing. Something else I want to bring up before we let you guys go today, you guys. Ellen DeGeneres... Ellen DeGeneres, tells millions that she's tried cannabis-infused tonic. Now, the way this happened is kind of crazy. Back in 1997, Ellen tore down barriers when, of course, she came out to the world when she told everybody that she was gay in the Time magazine story. Well, earlier this week, the comedian offered another groundbreaking reveal, telling millions of viewers in her opening monologue that she drinks, it's called CAN, C-A-N-N, a popular Cannabis-infused social tonic. That's right. Yep. She drinks cannabis. Nice. And she said this on the show that a lot of people said she'd never have her show again and she has an ankle bracelet on and she's never going to do it because she's drinking baby blood. But that's a whole other side story. This right here <laughs> is something that she said on her show that happened to be like, well, folks, I'm drinking cannabis. Degeneres joked about a not-so-funny incident involving having to rush her wife, Portia, to the hospital for an emergency. Uh, epidectomy. Now, how this all happened was, she said she drank the drink. I'm about to just summarize this story up. She drinks the drink on her Friday night, late night, after she's felt it and felt pretty good. And granted, it only has like 0.3 whatever THC and it. it's pretty low dose drink, right? But it's this fizz drink that Chelsea Handler gave to her. Chelsea Handler is known for, of course, cannabis use. All Big day. advocate doing this. Sent her some of these drinks and she's been on it lately. But DeGeneres' wife Wakes up in the middle of the night, moaning and groaning, and then rushed to the hospital to have her appendix removed. And she was on that drink, so oh, she was like, no. "I was a little relaxed." And she jokes in the monologue saying, "I went, so I went to this uh, hospital with my shirt off, meaning like what Chelsea Handler's been doing since so coming down, right? To see her with coming shirt down, off, the, yeah, showing it like that was cannabis. a good press release. I mean, so it was a good her, little tie-in yeah. and everything else that she did. So, you know, I just think it's really going green because. Let's just face it, folks. Ellen talks to a lot of people.
3: Oh, man.
4: People love them some Ellen, right? Man. And she's not just for the uh, LBG whatever communities. for She reps hard. And a lot of people love her. For her to come out and say that is big in my book. Oh, I drink a cannabis-infused drink. No,
3: it, you do what? It's something that it's something that it, it makes a statement to a lot of people. By her coming out and saying that publicly, it just opened up. I would say another million people that are going to be interested in. And oh, well, maybe I could try it too. If Ellen tried it, I could try it. And I, I think that's what ha- what is happening is the dominoes are starting to fall. And maybe it's not a million. Maybe it's a hundred thousand. Maybe it's ten thousand. Maybe it's a hundred. But either way, the dominoes start falling. And and as it starts falling, you, and at the end, it starts going faster. And eventually, we're going to have a very robust cannabis industry. This industry is going to be as big, if not bigger, than the alcohol, tobacco, and firearm industry. I don't know about firearm, but it's going to be big. It's going to be as big. I, I. Yeah, maybe. as Well, I don't know. Firearms so fucking big. That's, but it could be. You know what? It could, it could be. be. It and could, as you heard me mention it might prior- pe- It might peak past it. It for, might For actually. a little Come bit. Once it, levels, eh, once it it levels back down,
4: it could actually It's a consumable. It that's, it that's the reason. It's You're consumable. Right. It could.
3: Like, you know, what I mean, they, you, you know, you use a gun, you use that gun. And when Mexico
4: opens and everything, oh. it just when, it, when you look at a global standpoint of what it is, <sighs> it's on. It's on, yeah. It's on and probably. And you heard me talk about in a previous podcast how, you know, is it, uh, what's the green beer? Heineken, uh, Corona, the parent company, all these other companies from the alcohol beverage companies. Are jumping over to the THC drinks, CBD That's why drinks, I'm you though, and the now big Alan one. comes out and says this, and they're already predicting one billion dollars of the 16.3 billion that it's supposed to make in 2021. So it's it's making the waves and the right people are pushing it because they didn't know Ellen was about to come out on her monologue and say some shit like this.
3: You know, I'll tell you, I've been saying it and, I, and I'm telling you this is how are they going to roll out? How is this big pharma companies that are going to get in? How are these big tobacco companies going to get in? How is the big alcohol companies going to get in? rolling it out to just the little simple dispensaries that, that are out there. It's not enough of a target yet. There's not enough money for them. They they've already done their math. There's no way that they're gonna they're not gonna roll it out into liquor stores, smoke shops, and, and, and Costco's everywhere. And and because here's the deal, the distribution's already there. So feds come in, it gets rolled out into a bigger platform, which is the rest of the world, through all your smoke shops, cha-ching, all your, your liquor stores, cha-ching, all your grocery stores for the alcohol, cha-ching, and it's over. The game, And, and now we have a robust, and honestly, we need it. We need it. If, if we we are standing behind cannabis, but we don't want to, but we want to be the same guys that's holding it back. And a lot of times, that's what happens within a lot of companies, in a lot of people. It's like you're the same guy that's like, yeah, I get it, but you're holding the whole team back because you don't see the bigger picture, because the bigger picture doesn't serve you directly, and so there's a problem. And that's what's happening right now with the dispensaries and and, and, and the owners and all the, the the people that are involved in this. And I'm not mad at them.
4: But it's gonna grow, and you're not gonna have any control of it. It's it, gonna be It's gotta and grow. Yeah. It's
3: gotta grow, and and that's where you know the like I said, research and development, boys and girls. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk One Hundred and One. You want to thank the ladies of Cannabis Talk One Hundred and One, the Pot Brothers at Law, Joe Grande, myself, Christopher Wright, and if no one else loves you, we
2: do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk One Hundred and One on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.